0: Ref Focus with Maples Teasdale, the law firm where real estate really matters.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Ref Focus or Refocus podcast, where we discuss our top takeaways on current market topics. I'm Brooke. And I'm Catherine.
0: Today, we will be discussing a crucial topic for anyone involved in the UK real estate investment market, security packages. It is standard for lenders to require security over the borrower and its assets to secure the amount being lent. That way, if the borrower fails to repay the loan, the lender has other ways of getting its money back. To kick things off, Brooke, could you tell us what a typical security package on an English RAFE investment deal would look like?
1: The fundamental document in an English security package is the debenture, which grants a lender a fixed and floating charge over all of a borrower's assets and undertakings. A debenture will typically include a legal mortgage over any property owned by the borrower unless it has been agreed that certain properties can be excluded, a fixed charge over any tangible assets such as machinery and also, amongst other things, any shares held by the borrower in other companies, a charge over accounts, assignment of key contracts such as insurance policies and leases, a share charge over the share's the borrower and a charge over any subordinated debt will also typically make up part of an english security package in fact these two documents tend to go hand in hand and are usually combined into one known as the shareholders security agreement the share charge is granted by the shareholder of the borrower in favor of the lender the share charge provides the lender with soft controls during the life cycle of the loan for example The shareholder is obliged to vote in accordance with the lender's wishes. Upon enforcement, the share charge allows the lender to take control of the shares in the borrower and exercise a power of sale in respect of those shares, giving the lender the option of selling the borrowing company itself rather than just selling off its individual assets. The charge over subordinated debt grants the lender a charge over any subordinated debt owed by the borrower to a third party, who is usually the shareholder. Upon enforcement, as discussed, the lender may wish to sell the shares in the borrower. The charge over sub-debt allows the lender to transfer the sub-debt to an incoming purchaser as part of a corporate sale, meaning that the existing debt shouldn't be a reason for a reduction in purchase price. Now, let's delve into the borrower's checklist. What does a borrower
0: need to organize? Firstly, in relation to the security taken over any shares in the borrower, a borrower will need to provide or procure that the shareholder provides to the lender signed undated stock transfer forms, the original share certificates and a copy of the register of members. The latter will confirm who the relevant shareholders are and the signed undated stock transfer forms and share certificates will allow the lender or its nominee upon enforcement to become the shareholder of that company. Lenders will also want to see the documents which make up a borrower's operational backbone, being any material contracts and or leases. The lender will want these documents so that they understand a borrower's business and commitments, but also to ensure that they take security over all of the necessary agreements. In addition, borrowers must also provide lenders with any shareholder or third-party loans, so that the shareholder's security agreement, or if applicable, separate charge over any sub-debt, sufficiently covers all debts owed by a borrower to any third parties. Now, when it comes to opening bank accounts, it is best to start this process early, as it can be both onerous and time-consuming. The loan agreement will specify what accounts are needed, for example, a rent account, general account, disposal account, and the signing rights for those accounts. It is not unusual for some of the accounts to be subject to the control of the lender, so the necessary bank mandates need to be completed to effect this. The lender will then take security over the accounts and require a notice to be served on any third-party account bank, informing them that the accounts are charged and detailing how the accounts need to be operated. As part of the CP process, the lender will require that the account bank, if a third-party bank, acknowledges this notice, which the borrower again must procure, and again it's a potentially time-consuming activity. Finally, borrowers will need to provide lenders with copies of any insurance policies on risk and will need to liaise with the insurance broker to ensure that the lender is added as co insured or first loss payee on the policies. And remember, the loan agreement usually specifies the minimum level of cover and types of risks that need to be insured, so the borrower may need to add additional policies or increase the amounts under the policies. It is therefore best for borrowers to proactively liaise with their insurance brokers early on in the process. What restrictions and controls does the security package impose on the borrower? The level of restriction will
1: depend on the type of security taken and the commercial terms agreed. For example, a borrower will be unable to sell an asset which is subject to a fixed charge. However, Floating charges offer more flexibility and a borrower will be able to deal with the assets secured by a floating charge in the usual course of their business, until the floating charge crystallizes, that is. Lenders will typically want to restrict the borrower's ability to deal with or diminish the value of any asset that is part of the security. The more value or reliance the lender is placing on an asset, for instance the property, the less a borrower is likely to be able to do with that asset without the lender's approval. For example, a borrower may be restricted from granting an occupational lease in connection with a property without the consent of the lender. Security agreements will also typically contain a negative pledge clause, which contractually prevents borrowers from creating security over any of the secured assets, helping to ensure that a lender's interests are safeguarded. This is particularly important in the context of floating charge. Fixed charges take priority over floating charges, even if they are created prior to the floating charge. Security documents are typically registered for UK companies on the Companies House website, meaning that if they contain a negative pledge and are registered, any subsequent chargee will take their security with notice of the negative pledge. It will therefore be difficult for them to run the argument that their fixed charge takes priority over the floating charge. To manage such restrictions, borrowers need a comprehensive understanding of their assets. Negotiating permissible uses upfront and maintaining open lines of communication with the lender are a crucial step to ensure that borrowers can utilize their assets effectively without breaching any terms. Catherine Are there any ongoing administrative obligations to be aware of under the security documents?
0: Yes, notices are the key issue to keep in mind. A debenture often requires the borrower to serve a notice in respect of any material agreements assigned, for example, a lease, on the counterparty to such agreement. This is a day one obligation in relation to existing contracts, but also an ongoing obligation. So if, for example, a borrower enters into a lease during the term of the loan, they may be required to serve a notice on the tenant. Now, Brooke, what final top tips can you give us? Borrowers need to carefully assess
1: their assets and agreements and determine what flexibility they need to deal with them during the term of a loan and therefore what security can be offered to a lender. It is not in either the borrower's or the lender's interest to make the security so restrictive that it makes the operate of the borrower's business unworkable. So it is a balancing act between protection and operational practicalities. Further, borrowers and lenders can potentially negotiate when tenant notices are served. In some scenarios, it isn't feasible or sensible for notices to be served on day one, examples of which include... If the property is a shopping centre where there are so many tenants, there isn't much point in serving the notices on all of the tenants bar the anchor tenants or where there is a high turnover of tenants. In these situations, the borrower and lender can agree that any tenant notices will instead be served on an event of default or prepared and held in escrow. Finally, when a borrower repays secured debts, In full, it should ensure that all charged assets are released from any security granted over them by obtaining a deed of release, and that any documents deposited with a lender as part of that security, such as share certificates, stock transfer forms, and any property or title documents, are returned to the borrower. The borrower should make the necessary filings at any public registers, for example, at Company's House and the Land Registry. To ensure the registers are updated. This approach prevents any future disputes and ensures a clean break for the
0: borrower. And there you have it, our practical top tips in relation to security packages in UK real estate investment deals. Thanks for listening. Ref Focus with Maples Teasdale, the law firm where real estate really matters.